I can really resonate with both of you actually yeah. in, in dealing with the finding your voice and figuring out how, how do we do healthy conflict because Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And once again, thanks for joining us today. One of the things that we love to do here on Marriage Talk is to talk to people about their marriage journey. And today we have brought back Brian and yeah. Bonnie Pugh from the Union Movement to talk to them about their marriage. Last time we talked about the work they do in regards to teaching parents how to talk to their kids about sexuality. And if you haven't listened to that one, we highly we recommend do. going back and <laughs> checking it out. Yeah. But today we wanted to talk to them about their marriage journey. Let's jump into the interview. Well, hello again, Brian and Bonnie. We are so excited to have both of you back. And yeah, how are you doing this week? Um, man, it's been so like because we homeschool our our kids, their school is kind of wrapped up now. And so it's it's a whole different pace in our house, uh, which is good. Uh, it's a little bit difficult maybe to get as much work done <laughs> as we probably should. But um, but no, it's good. Our our oldest three go off go off to camp. Uh, later this afternoon so uh, just for a couple nights so it's gonna be gonna be great yeah bride took the older ones um, camping and fishing at the beginning of this week i did i attempted potty training one of the the toddler this week (laughs) we're gonna put pause on that and try again later and the stomach flu kind of came through our family (laughs) (laughs) just like barely dipped and then you know took off again but yeah it's been a week that's all the stuff the listeners really want to know Mm -hmm. that's what they want to know Uh how are the pew stomachs doing that's (laughs) yeah yeah that's real life feeling great nice yeah that's that's real life we're doing great good 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 that we're dealing with and how did you so you took sorry how many did you take camping with you three i took our oldest three yeah yeah and we went again uh, so our twins are 14, going to be 15 in October, and then uh, Haddon. So that's Samuel and Micah are 14, soon to be 15. Haddon is 13. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Yeah, and then I had the 10-year-old, 8-year-old, and 2-year-old here. We had fun too. Yeah. So yeah, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we were like camping. Like it wasn't like you're – like there was no running water. There was just like a, a hole in the ground outhouse kind of <laughs> – set up but um, we're pretty far removed out of like no cell service anything like that but we were able to fish for two days and yeah it was great yeah i ended up having all the kids because my my nephew came with us and uh, my father-in-law came with us and my father-in-law slept uh, he had his own spot to sleep and then my nephew was going to sleep with uh share his tent with one of our boys and then like as it kind of came to bedtime it was like oh, there's a lot of bears around right hey guys and all this stuff and they're like can we just come sleep with you guys i'm like yeah so we had a, so that was you and four and four adolescent boys so <laughs> those sleeping bags are still being aired out in the tent right now so <laughs> oh, that's awesome so good yeah, it's it good times yeah, it's such a neat experience to, to have that opportunity where you're totally unplugged. You don't mm-hmm. even have the option mm-hmm. to have cell service. And you're just in nature and God's creation. It's such beautiful. a great experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We legit did see a bear too, which is really cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. From from afar? From, yeah, or up close? Uh, we were, as we were driving in, like we could see it up the road. And then as we got closer, it, it kind of took off. It didn't really want to stick around. But 
Well, that's good. That's yeah, good. still pretty cool. So, Bonnie, you have three kids. Well, Brian's way with uh, the other three kids. Did you see any bears? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, well, we I did pull out a face paint set. And so then our two-year-old wanted to be a tiger. So we didn't see any bears, but we had a tiger roaring all day long. And he nice. still roars. Whenever <laughs> you bring it up, he still roars. So Yeah, just the cutest, uh, little, cutest little thing. And he has a little bit of an orange tint because then he, he redid it a couple days after as well. So then he's, I'm like, he does look sick, but he's not anymore. He's, he's doing great. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, hopefully he gets out in the sun and then there's a tan line after. <laughs> yeah. And it washes off and it'll still be there. That, that'd be good. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, last time we talked uh, a little bit about the union movement and, and your passion and your heart for people and your heart for churches to come alongside them, give language to parents for how to navigate the talk of sexuality with their kids and have that be an ongoing conversation. And today we want to actually dive a little bit more into your story and into your marriage. One of the things that we love to do on Marriage Talk is also talk to couples just about their relationship and their journey their journey and and how they make things work uh in their marriage and so let's just jump in there what what's something that you've done well in marriage i think we were were kind of brushing up over the questions last night and i i think one of the things that came up was this we haven't quit you know right and that's (laughs) that's i think that's that's we've kind of always been the firm believer that if you don't quit you win you know what i mean if you can just stay the course Mm -hmm. but i think one thing we've done really well is to be be on each other's team, you know what I mean? And try to encourage each other, try to, because I think like we're on board, obviously with like the direction of our lives. It's not like we have two different visions and passions. It's like when, when Bonnie and I came together, it's like so much of our heart and our mission and vision for our life was was so similar and, and hence why we, we started the union and, and we're going down this road. So it, we're, we're able to encourage each other so much um, and just, yeah, be on the same page and try to try to stand for each other. So, yeah, I think that's, that's prob- probably one of our one of the things I've been very grateful for is that we do share similar values. So then even in the midst of the turmoil over the years and the the storms of life, whether self-inflicted or just circumstantial, it's like we can push pause, push pause in the moment when you're feeling emotion and frustration, hit pause and just be like, let's just, you know what, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to like, we're going to revisit this later, but I'm not giving up. And I know you're not going to give up. Like that's kind of our commitment to each other. And we're going to kind of like step forward tomorrow Mm -hmm. and try again, you know? So I think that's, yeah, I would say probably commitment, our faithfulness, our determination. Yeah. We've been able to that's maybe one of the things we've done well. Yeah. And I think even when it's come to conflict, because it's like sometimes like when you have a young family, it's like you can't have those passionate fellowship conversations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can't have some of the, that conflict or just the real heart to heart until it's like later in the night once the kids are in bed. And that Which does. Is, yeah, that's not always a great recipe, by the way. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but uh, but I think in those times where it's just like where we can see we're both tired we've both just been able to look at each other and say, listen, I'm on your side. I'm for you. I'm not giving up, you know, like those kind of things. And let's say, well, we will pick this up again tomorrow. But I think we've always, and, and maybe this is like a sidebar kind of thing, but it's like how that practically shows up is like, we don't, we don't make jokes about divorce. We don't make jokes about, mm-hmm. you know, we don't use that as like a, a threat or something like that. And I understand that like 
that may not be everybody's story who's listening and my heart my heart goes out to you for sure i know that's not easy um but it's just we've we've always we've always tried to communicate to each other and to our kids is like what we're doing here is is lifelong and we're not we're not going to give up on each other so mm. no so good i, yeah. I love that <laughs> not quit commitment knowing that there's just that grounded faithfulness that you have and team teammates right we're we're mm -hmm. on the same team mm -hmm. going towards the same goal it's so good yeah well let me ask on that <clears throat> you, you allude to a little bit of some conflict how you handle it and say even if it's late at night and, and we're, we've got to go to bed and it's just like you know what we got to get some sleep this isn't good but I'm committed to you. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about it tomorrow. I love the, that language that helps with teamwork uh, and, and being that same team and knowing you're going to come back and talk about it, maybe with a little bit of fresher approach because, you know, the emotions go down a little bit in, in those. But what's helped you to be healthy teammates in your marriage? What's mm -hmm. that look like and how have you built that into your marriage? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, if we were to go back, back in time, so we got married in 2007 and I mean, yeah, I think that probably one of my weaknesses, my greatest weaknesses was this inability to communicate about hard things, you know, to honestly, to my parents' credit, they had never fought in front of my sisters and I. So it would just be like, we'd somehow just sense, okay, there's problems between mom and dad, there's tension. And then all of a sudden the tension would be gone. And we're like, okay, I guess we're back to normal. And what they would do is they would solve the problems, you know, privately, or they would, they also would write letters to each other. That's how they would communicate in like a laid out way, not getting, you know, rising emotion. But the problem was then as I'm, I'm a young, in my early twenties, I'm like, I actually, I've never witnessed confrontation. I don't know how to like exert myself and say, this is what I need. This is what I want. You hurt me, you know? And so I think that I can remember, you know, in that our that basement suite, our first basement suite, just feeling like tongue tied, literally being like, I can't even put I can't put my thoughts together in this moment of emotion and I can't get my mouth to move. And so that was probably, you know, one of our earliest challenges was this sense of just like stalemate, like we can't make we're not getting anywhere. And so I had to grow and learn how to find my voice. And I know for sure it would be, it was in those times of conflict that I would cry out to God internally, just like a prayer, God help me. Like, I don't know how to do this. And, and I felt like his spirit would give me like one sentence that would kind of unlock me. And then I would be able to proceed in communication. And so in that way, I'm like, man, the Lord really is the one who helped me grow as an individual, which then helped me show up in our marriage mm -hmm. yeah i think i would i would look back and say like probably the thing that's helped us stay healthy is just being a child of god and allow inviting god into those places of your heart because like i know mm -hmm. in those early early years of marriage it's like i because of like a lot of my my upbringing and stuff like that and like playing sports was always kind of like action motivated performance outcomes always be kind of the strong leader be you know right just always got to be performing. And so like for even for me to communicate that I didn't like something or was almost like that was viewed as like weakness or like to show that's or to communicate that something bothered me, you know what I mean? Like that was almost like I was going to like the whole facade was going to be blown, you know, right? And Bonnie's going to know like I'm not, you know, I'm not this like amazing 
leader and it's just like well i was probably only fooling myself but like <laughs> but um <laughs> but allowing god into those places and and allowing the gospel to do its work that like that we are all broken people and we need to not just connect with god in like a a kind of heady intellectual way um and a like far removed but to actually have an, an intimate friendship with god and like an emotional not emotionally based but like where you're you emotionally connect with god because that's what like real relationship is and so i think when that started to happen and that wall kind of came down and i was able to actually just just be um with god that started to show up a lot much more stronger in our marriage and just just it it, ha- it has to it always overflows into other areas of your life but yeah i would say that's that's the key to how we stayed healthy and mm-hmm. we're still trying to grow and continue yeah. to be healthy so no oh, that's yeah. so good you guys love it and so that that that's kind of a struggle but were were there were there other struggles in your ma- marriage some people can have like one huge struggle other people have a lot of kind of little things that they have to get through we try to do both have the big one <laughs> luckily we have a few <laughs> okay, sorry let's try to cover the bases you know yeah, yeah. don't want to leave anything out I call it research and development, but so yeah. Yeah. So what about you guys in your marriage? Yeah. I mean, I think we have all the, we have the little struggles as far as I think probably one of, I don't, do we really struggle? I don't know. (laughs) We we agree on everything, don't we? No. Um, Yeah. So there's a lot of the little struggles as far as the, you know, how you'd handle that versus how I'd handle that. But then I think the bigger ones go down into, um, like we were saying about communication or how we, how vulnerable we're willing to be with each other. And that, and a lot of those things can be, are then connected into more maybe wounds that we've experienced in our lives or perceptions we have of God or ourselves. And I mean, I think one of my weaknesses, especially probably in the first half of our marriage so far was not being able to set good boundaries for myself. And just like in my, I don't think it was so much people pleasing as much as it was just like eager beaver, it just like kind of like, I could do that. I could do that. And, <laughs> and, and then ending up being like, now I have no reserves. Like I have nothing left and I'm regretting it. And so it took me quite a while to be able to, and it truly was a position of the heart where the Lord showed me, like, I made you a human with bounds. Like, and to resist that is to resist your own design and you don't have to be god like i'm here and you do not like i I was finding myself saying like oh i wish i could be in two places at once you know like i wish i could do more if i could just squeeze a little more out of myself and the lord was like hey i'm omniscient i'm omnipotent you are not and you can be a human and i'm not despising you for your weakness and so it really became a posture or I had to take the posture of humility and recognize that me resting, me saying no and resisting even good things like, you know, oh, I want to help with that project or I want to serve over here or I want to, or like, I just want to go hang out with those friends. It's like, no, me even resisting those things is in a way an act of worship because I am recognizing my limitations and like where God has placed me and I'm bowing to that. So when I did start doing that, I think that increased my health and then the health of our family. So we started Sabbathing. That was really, I think, a pivotal thing for me. Uh, so it was a once a week unplug from social media and the news and achievement and trying to grow and trying to do more. 
And that I think has really sustained me. You know, people say often they'll say like for me, you know, as mom of six and homeschool and we start this ministry and these different things, how do you do it? And I'm like, well, we for sure take a day off every week. And it's (laughs) actually what I think has given us a lot of strength. And my, my favorite comment to actually say is like when people say, how do you do that? I go, well, sometimes we don't, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like we don't do it all. Sometimes we really, I don't know what you think I'm doing, yeah. but I probably am not doing yeah. all that. So I'll, I'll maybe share like a past struggle, like, cause that was yeah. kind of like a past struggle, but can you think of like a current one, like uh, something that like. Of what you struggle with or what I struggle with? <laughs> about our marriage. Oh. Come on. It's a marriage podcast. A marriage podcast. Okay. Remember the notes. Like, come on. <laughs> But, um, so I think earlier, earlier on in our marriage, and I don't know, like, I don't know if we're allowed to talk about this. This is like, it's like the S word. We're not allowed to talk about sex here. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Just want to make sure I got the, the, okay. Um, we're good. Like, because of like my past experiences before, you know, obviously I came to Christ, a lot of broken sexual relationships and just, just not healthy, not a healthy perspective on that area of life. Um, I come to Christ and now I'm wanting to honor God with this. Like, cause I feel like I got a new start. You know what I mean? I feel like, man, I got, I can, you know, like I really, I'm really forgiven for everything that I did. And so like, I want to do this differently, but, um, this is a tendency I think within the church is like, we can hear, we can be saying sex before marriage is bad. Sex before marriage is bad. And that's what we're saying, but eventually it starts to turn into sex is bad. And that's was actually what had kind of started to take root in my heart because I was dealing with so much temptation and self-hatred because like, just, I oh, mean, I should be over this. I should be, you know, past this, all this stuff. And so like, it became almost this way of training myself to have an aversion to sex instead of seeing it as a gift from God and something that was going to need to be stewarded and that stewarded and something that was meant to be a gift within its proper context. And so I think even in the earlier years, it it was difficult for me to initiate. It was difficult because I just didn't, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to go back to be even be seen as kind of like that lack of a better word, kind of predatorial or just like seeking out, you know, sexual experience from, from, from Bonnie in this case is our marriage, but just like I was, you know, with girls as I was growing up, just to being, just trying to get what I wanted uh, from them. And, and so like, there were some inner things that, you know, I needed to work through and seeing and being able to see this, this, uh, this gift that God's really given humanity within marriage of, of sexuality to see it from his perspective and, and to walk through that shame and walk through the regret and allow yeah, really allow his his love and his grace to to heal those areas of my life. But I had to be honest about it, right? Like I had to, mm-hmm. I couldn't just work this out in my my own little microcosm of my life. Like I needed to, I needed to actually talk this through. So, but I think as I did that, and as as, as again, because this is all working in as like as that walls coming down of like, hey, like I can show weakness, I can show um, your needs my needs yeah like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff like it's all kind of simultaneously happening at the same time um and that was, so anyways i feel like i'm rambling now but like that was that was a huge huge part especially in the early years yeah yeah absolutely mm-hmm. and now like we have six kids so sex is just great <laughs> <laughs> yeah we yeah. don't have to ask if that was <laughs> overcome or not yeah like, no no we're doing great fantastic tons of time for that right <laughs> exactly yeah, but maybe for those who do feel discouraged right now or feel yeah. like, oh, this is hard or is it ever going to be great? You know, it's like, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Don't give up and learn to communicate 
about the area of sex as well with one another. Like that's a good thing to, to grow in as well. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys, that's awesome. I can really resonate with both of you actually in, in dealing with the finding your voice and figuring out how, how do we do healthy conflict? Because I'm trying to deny that I've got these hurt feelings and I'm sweeping it under the rug, but then we're tripping over it or it all comes out at once and it's this big explosion and this isn't good. And, and then having to deal with shame and guilt from the past and dealing with all that baggage. Mm -hmm. And so thank you guys for sharing that part of your story that can be absolutely it can be hard to admit those things but i think there's so much courage and when we do those things it i think it gives other people permission to say you know what i'm not the only one and you know what maybe they could they could get over it they could deal with it and heal maybe i can too and to start taking those steps towards healing and towards god because he is the great healer and so thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think too, like when it, especially when it comes to like a sensitive topic of sexuality, we've tried and I, and I, I want to like preface this. I understand that there's a way that you can talk about sexuality that is not <laughs> beneficial to anyone. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we want to take uh, real testimonies of real pain, real brokenness, kind of the quote unquote X-rated testimonies, and we want to make them G-rated. Mm-hmm. to be in the church and so it's just like um so people get up and say things like yeah you know i used to deal with stuff i used to and that was hard yet jesus saved me praise the lord you know it's just like <laughs> i and so people who are dealing with x-rated testimonies x-rated shame x-rated mm-hmm. guilt and confusion and pain they're going i'm the only one because nobody's actually being honest about what's what's going on and so i think we that's a value of ours is like we want to be honest in a life-giving way in a beneficial way to the hearers that you speak about things that is not you know not making it super awkward but it's really giving like you said giving people permission to be like hey well if god did that in your life man he could he could do that in my life and maybe I, i didn't know i was I didn't know I wasn't the only one, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's worth it to be, to be vulnerable in that area for sure. I literally am like, we are relating so much to the two of you yeah. hearing our story play out right in front of us. And this is what I hear in our story. And this is what I hear in your story is that we have a redemptive God. We have a God that we can turn to. We have a God that is forgiving. And 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us that we are a new creation. Mm -hmm. And we can walk wholly and fully into that new creation. And the two of you are doing that. You know, we've all had struggles. We've sinned. But we've been forgiven because we've gone to the cross. We've asked for that forgiveness. And God forgives it. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Mm -hmm. And then we can believe that. And then we can walk into that. And that's what I'm hearing in your story. And and I see why you're so passionate about the union movement and spreading this message of we can talk about sexuality in a healthy way, in a biblical, uh, holistic, biblical worldview, Mm -hmm. because God created it. God created it with a design. God created it with a purpose. And we can celebrate it within the boundaries that God's given us. And it's a beautiful gift. It, It really is. And now, even me saying that, I know there's listeners out there that that is hard to hear, right? That that sex is a beautiful gift from God. Mm-hmm. 
and to that person, I want to say like, like I'm trying to say this with as much love and, and, and grace with it, but, but do the work to dig through your story mm-hmm. and to bring it to Jesus, to yeah. open it up, to invite some other believers into your journey and, and walk through that because it is a good gift from a good yeah. God with a design, with a purpose. We just got to wrestle through some stuff, I, I think, along yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes too, having to deal with other people's stuff, right? Because somebody right. can take a good gift and use it as a weapon. Absolutely. Right? And for some people that's happened and, and sex has been used as a weapon against them, even sexuality. There's mm-hmm. so many messages bombarding yes. us yeah. as a society right now. And so sometimes it's not even about what we've done is what somebody else has done. And, yeah. and that too, there is healing, but we do have to process mm-hmm. it and oh, and go through that yeah the journey, the, the journey of of bringing it to god and and being healed yeah and something that we've we've tried to like be really purposeful in saying to people where that's their story it's not necessarily things that they've done but maybe things that have been done to them is that god does not ask them to repent for the things that were done to them yeah. right and that but shame doesn't doesn't really tell you that shame just says there's something wrong with you and you can't you can't differentiate between what is your responsibility and what was somebody else's decision that where they crossed a boundary they violated a a boundary mm-hmm. and, and so like we're really purposeful to try to tell people that that like no no young lady asks to be abused you know what i mean no no young man no older man like asks for these things to happen in their life mm-hmm. and especially like as you're if you're a young child when this happens, like there's, there's just a level of, of innocence and a level of, I don't know what the, exactly the, what the word would be, but like, you, you just, you're just not aware that like, this is something, yeah, you're just not asking for it. This is yeah. flat out. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, God, God understands that, you know, God understands mm-hmm. that. And he doesn't hold that over people's heads to be like, Oh, well, you need to now work this off. You need to now mm-hmm. pay for this. It's just like, he, he invites us into disclosure and in, invites us into vulnerability and transparency. And as I heard somebody say um, not long ago, it was like he who is most vulnerable or she who is most vulnerable heals the fastest. Mm-hmm. And and if you're willing to to be honest about what's happened to you and mm-hmm. and talk to someone, talk to God, obviously, but talk to someone else who can look you in the eye and say, listen, that's not who you are. Mm-hmm. That's not your value. That was horrible. What happened? And let's, let's believe that Jesus is enough and I'm, I'm committed to you. I'm going to walk with you. You know, those, those types of conversations is what leads to, mm-hmm. to transformation. So. Yeah. And I, it makes me think um, what you were saying there about how these messages can come in and start to cause distortion and not just in the area of sexuality, but also, also just in marriage or in relationships of like, this is what you're supposed to be. And this is what you're supposed to be like these, this pressure and, uh, but also for sure in the area of sexuality. I, years ago, I was having a conversation with a young woman and she'd agreed to kind of be interviewed by me because I was had a blog at the time and I was just writing stories around the area of like perspective around sexuality and all these things. Anyways, uh, but at one point she just like reached over and like just hit, turned off the recording. Like she was, I was like, I knew she was going to go to another place, like a deeper space. But she just said some of her own choices and deviances within her sexual expressions and ideology. She had said to her mom, like, Mom, was I was I ever abused? Like, was I ever like I don't remember anything, but I 
I am acting out in the way that like statistically what it what happens to people who have been sexually assaulted or abused as a child am i like did i and her mom was like no i don't think so anyway this young woman just like in that conversation she just kind of said but i just feel like i'm constantly under pressure to do almost like to do these things that i didn't even want to do and to become someone i didn't want to become and it was after that conversation i was like i think that in society people are it's almost like a a cultural sexual assault, like kind of just like this pressure and like you you almost like walk through and you can feel dirty or you feel like, I don't know how to get through this. And we don't always, we don't always realize it's happening, um, which is part of the struggle. And I think there's this verse in Proverbs that says, the person without self-control is like a city without walls. Mm. You know, and I I think about the the role that those walls around the city had in you know back in the day it was it was not just for it was for protection against the enemy but it was also like a border like a checkpoint where everything coming in would be examined and either like given the thumbs up or turned away and i think that as followers of jesus or just i mean people existing is we actually need to walk in greater self-control self-governance in the sense that when a when a message comes at us we say, do I want this in my life or don't I, you know? And so we don't necessarily, but sometimes we just like turn on the TV and you just scroll and you just let the messages come in and you don't realize that it is actually like putting pressure on your soul, distorting how you see yourself, how you see your spouse, how you see sexuality. And it's showing up and you're like, why am I so dysfunctional in the bedroom? It's like, well, like, let's think about what I've been exposed to. Think about what what is uh, just changing my mindset. And so to be communicating with other people too about mm-hmm. that and, and say, I saw this thing, I heard this thing, it's affecting me. You know, it's, it's a self-control, not just a behavior, but self-control of like a self-awareness of the mind, mm-hmm. what's happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No. I love that. Yeah. Uh, the, well, one of the questions, uh, some of the questions we ask in our house as we watch a movie or as messaging's coming through is, what is that cultivating in you? Mm. Or what loves and loyalties is that creating? Mm. And so it's just trying to create that safe conversation or even what lie is that movie portraying or what or message or message? What's it telling you? What's mm-hmm. it telling you? Yeah, and really so good. So just trying to, can we critically think through? So trying to help our kids to critically think through life, critically think through the messaging that's out there because there's messages all over the place. Yeah. Critically think through the messages that are happening in the church and yes. are they true and, and are they yep. right? And, and can we yep. withhold that? So anyways, some of the love, love your thought. I can see why you're so passionate in this area and, and it just comes out uh, in, in your conversation. Going back a little bit to your marriage and to your relationship, what's been some blessings along the journey? Well, I think, you know, God obviously has blessed us with six boys, which has been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been challenging, but I think this is even the blessing is kids and sometimes the avenues that God brings you through, like the areas of your life that are challenges are actually blessings because they are shaping you to become more like Christ. You know what I mean? And I go mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I go, who would I be if I wasn't, if I wasn't a dad of six boys? It's like, I would probably have... 
I'm not, I'm so, I would still say I haven't arrived yet, but like I would probably be more selfish. I would probably be more impatient. You know what I mean? Like, but like this is what's been what God does in us, you know, through through the avenues of marriage, through the avenues of family. Because we um very early on we had some we were listening to in very early on in our marriage we were listening to some some teaching on on marriage as we were driving. I think we were driving somewhere for Christmas or something and. But this, the preacher was talking about like how when a young man and a young woman get married, it's like they're taking each other's hand and stepping into a certain depth of a grave, like a death to themselves. Right. And then when God, you know, brings children in, you know, whether through, you know, biologically or adoption or, or something that happens, the family's growing, you kind of have to look at your spouse and grab their hand and like, all right, here we go. And you go to a greater death to self. And I think in some ways, as maybe as, as obscure as that might be, like I go, I think that's a blessing too, is that mm-hmm. through the beauty of marriage, we get to experience what it means to be conformed to the image of Christ in in this dynamic. And mm-hmm. and I think I look back in, in our life, one of the blessings is that God hasn't left us the way that we were. You know, what a great, what a great blessing that is, you know, so. <laughs> so true. It's very but, true. I think outside of kind of the spiritual realities and and like our personal spiritual formation, I think, you know, man, marriage is is beautiful and and but you do get out of it what you put into it, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've really a blessing that we I know we've had to cultivate is that the things that we started with in our dating relationship that we liked about each other or like the fun we had. It's like, man, I feel like I can be myself with you. We laugh really hard together. I love that those things are still there. So even in the in some like really difficult times, it's like Brian will just crack a joke that ju- I'm like, I can't breathe. I'm laughing so hard, <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, they're like, even in the middle of all the struggle, like here we are, like we're still remember those things we said we were going to do when, you know, when we're like 20, 21, you know, it's like, here we are, we're, we're still doing it. Like that's yeah. a blessing, you know? And there's been the blessing of, I'd say, community and extended family that have supported us. And yeah, that I think is is irreplaceable. That has been such a support to us. And and then the blessing of the Lord to provide for us, you mm-hmm. know, when we, you know, as a single income family trying, you know, trying to do stuff. And it's like, Lord, like you are, I don't know how, you know, how is this supply not running out? How are these clothes not wearing out? How, you know it's like the Lord is watching over us and he's been so faithful to us. You know, it's only when we start trying to think like, Oh, I should probably figure this out myself. That's when it gets stressful. But when we're like, Oh yeah, the Lord loves me and he's committed to me. Then you, then it's a peaceful, um, you just get to receive with joy. And uh, truly though, all the good in our life, in my life is like the Lord is the one who convinced me it'd be a good idea. And I was like, are you sure? really, that sounds hard. And he'd be like, just like, do it, you know? And then as I follow him, then I'm like, oh, you knew me better than I knew myself. So that's a, it is a joy, blessing to be a child of God Mm -hmm. in this. It is a blessing. And and we love hearing people's blessings along the journey because here's the reality. There's struggles, but there's blessings, right? There is. And if we focus on the blessings, Sometimes that can help us get through those struggles as well. Now we got to deal with the struggles and we got to talk sure. about them. We don't just focus on the blessings and sweep it. We tried that, doesn't work. You saw that there. Uh, you got to deal with with the struggles and have honest conversations. But 
uh, if we can, if we can look to those blessings, I uh, just, there's so much encouragement and, and yeah, new life in there too, as well, but just a testimony too, to God's faithfulness, yeah. which is mm-hmm. so encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So last podcast, we, we had asked, you know, if you could go back and talk to a young Brian and Bonnie, what would you say? And, and that's kind of a question we, we ask at the beginning of all of our podcasts, because we love to hear people's stories through that. But as we go to wrap up here, what would be one last thing? Like if this is like, this is it, this is all I get to say, whether it be to each other or whether it be to the listeners out there about marriage and relationship, what's that, what's that one last thing? Because eventually we do have the hit stop on the record and let people <laughs> go about their day and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Is there one more mm. in that you're sitting on that? Oh, I really wish I could say this to, to, to our listeners. Mm-hmm. I think if I could say to to any women who are either newly married or in those early years is like learn to pour out your heart to the Lord and yeah, don't expect your spouse to complete you or satisfy everything you, you know, I, there's like that, there's a message that just says, you know, you'll find someone who completes you and they'll be, you know, if it's a rom-com or it's a, you know, those kind of this messages of like, he'll be perfect for you he'll be perfect Mm -hmm. and then you kind of put that savior like i kind of like you put that on your husband like they should be they should understand me completely they should anticipate my every need and be like obsessed with me almost weird (laughs) weird that that's in the messaging but but it's like if we instead turn like pour out our hearts to the lord and find that he satisfies our greatest needs then I think we're, I know for me, then it, then I can show up in our relationship not so needy, not so desperate and not so unfair in my mm-hmm. expectations. So I think that, yeah, that would be a big piece. Yeah. Uh, what comes to mind for me is actually going back to um, a podcast episode I listened to from Craig Rochelle, where he was talking about picking picking your pain. Either mm-hmm. you can choose the pain of growth and change, or you have to deal with the pain of regret. And um, I think I would, I would say to people like, choose the pain of growth. Like, cause you know, if like, if you're into working out, going to the gym, like that's the only way you get stronger is, is by opening your muscles up to, to strain and to exertion. And sometimes weight gets easier to lift. So you got to put more weight on, you know, and you got to deal with the, the stretching and the pain of, of growth and change. And so I think I, what I would say, you know, as, you know, maybe speaking to a younger, younger generation as well is like, we're not really encouraged to do that. You know, we're not really encouraged to, to do hard things or to do challenging things or to face something or to take initiative and leadership and, and kind of run into a difficult situation. I would say, um, don't, you don't want to deal with the pain or regret. Um, Mm -hmm. and so choose the pain of growth and change every time. Love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you, Brian and Bonnie. These last two podcasts have been such a blessing to us Mm -hmm. uh, as we've sat and and listened and asked questions. I just, I'm so encouraged. I want to encourage the two of you to keep running in that lane that God's asked you to run in. Uh, I am, I'm sure there are days where you're like, God, I'm not sure why you called me out here. This this isn't fun. Uh, this isn't going as as we had talked about it, God. And God's just saying, "Hey, trust me. Uh, yeah. You can see the bigger picture, but I've got I've got some big plans here. Yeah, can you just take 
put one step in front of the other and just trust me. And so I want to just encourage the two of you to continue to trust God in this journey, to continue to trust God with the union movement. This is really God's movement. We just Mm -hmm. get to be a part of it and and you do what God's asked you to do. And so I want to encourage you and yeah. And just thank you for being a blessing in our lives. Mm -hmm. These last two podcast shows, as always, we have some questions that we want to end our podcast with for our listeners to process as we've been unpacking your story and and your journey. uh, There's some questions that we want to throw out to our listeners here. What would help you to unpack and process your past? What do you need to work through or ask for help in to heal from past wounds? What would help you and your spouse to be on the same page, to work towards being teammates together? And finally, what does a Sabbath look like in your life? Again, thanks for joining us and we will talk with you next week. Bye.